One, two, one, two. Yeah, I can hear myself very loud. <laughs> can you put down my, my voice a little bit for me? Yeah, one, two, one, two, one, two. Oh, like a little bit more up. One, two, one, two, one, two. Okay, that's fine. Hey, all you audio voyeurs out there just listening. Podcasts are cool, right? Because you can like be in a conversation without having to commit to it. You don't actually have to like, you know, be involved. You can just kind of like listen on the edges. Yeah. Which is what we're going to do now in part two. Yeah, let's do it. Let's roll. Part two of uh, this Real Talk episode, Real Talk Stories episode. I forget what, but um, <laughs> it's Real Talk Stories live from Bali. Welcome back. Uh, real quick, Max, before we get going, I just want to make a little correction. Uh, in part one, I said at... The Real Talk Story is actually at Real Talk Story, at Real Talk Story. At Real Talk Story. <sighs> so if you want to reach me, that's how. How you can reach me. Um, and yeah, uh, you know, it's a learning experience for us all. So we're going to learn a little more, and we're just going to do part two. And I, 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 I wish, I kind of want like background music while we're talking, but... Yeah, go ahead. No problem. No. <laughs> <laughs> I actually I'm gonna see if we can do that. Hold hold on one second, guys. Uh you sure is a good idea? <laughs> uh well it might It, it, might, it might be a good idea. Let's try. What do you what do you listen to usually? Like what kind of, what kind of music are you into? I usually like good music <laughs> and uh, long watch walks on white sand beaches. Maybe really loud. Theme song. Oh, can you hear it? Yeah, I can. Maybe put down a little bit. So it's like really on the background. Like just in iTunes, I think. episode with uh the rts theme music uh shout out to maximile for making that beat uh, yeah he lives here in bali and i was like yeah i'm gonna start a podcast and he's like oh that's cool and i was like yeah you got a song i can use for it? he's like yeah sure just, he just like sent over the first one he sent over and i was like this is really good and he sent me a bunch, a bunch of other options i was like no no i'm just gonna go the first one <laughs> um all right so where were we max I guess we were... You were in Vietnam. Yeah. You would had an epiphany. Yeah. What? Just just one day, you just woke up and you're like, oh, 
My whole life has been a lie. No, it wasn't like that. It's just oh, uh, right. later on I realized it. At the time uh, in Vietnam, it was pretty, pretty stressful, honestly. I had uh, literally a couple of hundred bucks on, on me and that's it. Oh, you're balling. Yeah. Uh, so what happened to me on the second day in Vietnam? I got my iPhone stolen, so I had no was, phone. Was it a real one or was it those <laughs> fake ones you were slinging when you were 13? Uh, that was a real one, yeah. And that was my only phone at the time. So I had uh, to to do all the things uh, and start my new life without a phone. So hard level, I would say, to begin with. <laughs> that sounds all right. You seem like, you know, an adaptable fellow. You know, uh, the real estate agent, the girl who helped me to find my apartment there, actually gave me another phone and helped me a lot. So respect to her and I... Shout out. <laughs> Shout out to the real estate agent. I don't even remember her name, me? honestly. <laughs> but uh, yeah, she she made a big, uh, big thing for me at the time. That, that was very important. And I realized people are good and they want to help. And... Uh, yeah, it's 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 kind of good to know how to accept uh, help as well. Most of the people. Well, that require, requires modesty and uh, taming the ego. Yeah, feels like so. Everybody needs a little help. Yeah, so in Vietnam, uh, I started to uh, do the thing that later in my life uh, became my main income, and that was a blog about business and life in China uh, in Russian. It was pretty popular, just the website. And uh, it had a lot of information uh, about how to make things happening in China. And uh, yeah, so in Vietnam, I started to write our first articles about that and publish it. And later it became my main thing. So we had a couple of magazines, online magazines for men and for women uh, that uh, like expats in China and uh, a YouTube channel and everything. <laughs> so the bad experience, the kind of troubles in life uh, made me do things that helped me a lot. Without that stress, I wouldn't be able to actually think or start actions towards that. So that was pretty helpful. So four months is in Vietnam and uh, I earned uh, money to come back home. Woo! Wait, wait, come back home, like Ukraine yeah, or Shenzhen? Ukraine. So I went back. Bro, it sounds like you're kind of over Ukraine at this point. What's that? Bro, I think they're listening to it. <laughs> I heard some static on the other end of the line. <laughs> some, but someone listens all the time. <laughs> yeah. And that's your mind right now. That's my big brother. No. Um, so, all right. So you're not over Ukraine. You're, you've had an epiphany in Vietnam. And the epiphany was like, China was fucked up. I loved it, but it was a fucked up experience. And I need help. And I'm going to Ukraine. Yeah. I went back to Ukraine. Back to the motherland. And uh, that thing, that blog was uh, going well. And I worked on that. And soon crypto, I realized... The crypto blog? No, 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 no. no. About The blog about China. About being expert in China and doing business with China as well. For the Russian-speaking community. Mm. So, yeah, later on, I earned some money to come back to China. And I went back. <laughs> After all that experience, I realized I need more information about China. Because now my work is related to that a lot. So I went to China to understand more the Chinese culture, and I actually went to uh, college courses on Chinese language. So I now I can speak some Chinese. It's been a year. It's been pretty good experience uh, in terms of, you know, learning Chinese is fucked up. It's it's a completely different system of uh, characters. Yeah, like like it's e not even, an alphabet. Even 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 even. Like, like each single individual character, like tells a story. Basically, yeah, it represents a bunch of things. It's not like in a lot of the Latin-based languages and probably in Russian words, like a word consists of letters put together in a certain way to mean a single thing or a single part of a of a thought. In Chinese, the characters are each character is his own thought. Is that correct? 
Yeah, it's just uh, just uh, pictures, basically. So there is no system to remember as an alphabet, as we know. For example, if you know other languages that it has alphabet, you can read still. But in Chinese, if you don't know the character, if you never heard it before, you just uh, don't know it. <laughs> no, I, no, that's okay. Uh, you know, I don't drink. I stopped <laughs> because I was drinking since I was 13 in Ukraine where you grow up. It's just like that. You start your life when you're younger. So by the age of 18, you're trying to quit drinking. <laughs> what about water? Do you want some water? Yeah. All right. We, I like to offer beverages here at Real Talk Studios. Fresh coconuts. Uh, uh, aged green tea. Yeah, just, just water is okay. Bulletproof coffee with organic ghee. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so this is actually spring water. This is actually spring water. From a pristine mountain mm. here on the beautiful island of Bali. Nice. I'm gonna take a sip right now. <laughs> <sighs> Yo, take a drink of water. You, right now, wherever you're at, just ha get a drink of water. Stay hydrated. I'm gonna get Max a whole glass of water. While I'm doing that, I need you all to take your own drink of water. Stay hydrated. And if you got a Gatorade, or a soda pop, that's not water, all right? Water, water. Water, water. All right, I'm going to grab Max some. Max, feel free to con conti con okay. continue. Okay, I will. At this point, I think we're at, had the epiphany in Vietnam, went back to Ukraine, made a few bucks, and we're like, okay, I've got to return to China for the blog. But this time, it was Hong Kong, yeah? It, it was both. Like, I was all the time in Hong Kong and Shenzhen. It's not that it's it's there is gonna be a third time when I go back to China. We're gonna back to that as well. Uh, so at this point, I'm learning Chinese. It's going well. I like it, and um, I start over my life in Shenzhen, and it's pretty good. The blog is going well, uh, but at the same time, I feel like the back. Uh, well. Like my life it, about on the, with with these friends that used to sell. Yeah, let's do it. Cheers, bro. Yeah, big cheers to Maxi. All right, so got back to Shenzhen. Yeah. But How's that water? It's good water, huh? Yeah, it's nice. Okay, you're back in Shenzhen. He's back in Shenzhen, ladies and gentlemen. So yeah, I've been doing this blog and. Uh, learning Chinese, basically, and still hanging out with this back, uh, like, uh, friends from, from the past that used to sell drugs, and we're still doing it. Uh, and it's oh, fun. Clarify, not still doing it now. <laughs> not, not still doing it now, no. Long, long time At now. all. But you know what happened this was next? years ago. This is years ago in a hypothetically true or fictional story. We don't yeah, know. We Entertainment don't know. purposes only. <laughs> Just completely different yeah, country, guys, guys. selling drugs is really bad, and you will learn say no why... Kids. In the in, in this podcast, so we've been doing it, and um, it's been fucked up. Well, did so, you have an epiphany that was like, "Oh, don't do that"? You yeah, have, but, but, but you know, you know how, how, it, like, how it's oh, going. I, that's the worst Old thing friends, to do, and, then... and still they they grab you by your ass and and get you back into the thing. So well, those are those are kinky old friends, the ones that grab you by the ass. Yeah, <laughs> like uh, right, so your old friends grabbed you by the ass. <laughs> we're like. Uh, We're like, yeah, I got some stuff for you. Okay, and then what happened next is um, we used to party a lot, and there was a rave party coming up. So we all know that we will go there and do we will do our things. And um, it was weird. It was prepared. Uh, you know, usually raves are um, kind of illegal, and especially in China. So what happened? We are preparing to this rave. We all... Uh, started to party, just gather in friend's house, smoke some pot. And at the time I was with my girlfriend um, and we smoked with her a lot of pot in the past and there was no problems. But this time we smoke a joint and she just, you know, losing her mind and consciousness and just started to fall and feel really, really bad. And I realized that, uh, okay, my party is probably over. I have to take her home, uh, take care about her. Wait, have you smoked with this girl before? Yeah, a lot. Like, we, we were 
uh, how, uh, I know half a year together already in mm-hmm. the relationship. So this is the first time it's happening, and I'm realizing I'm not going to the party. I'm staying with her, and we're going to the bed. Everything is fine, and uh, wait, you're going to the bed? Yeah, yeah. She she felt really really bad, so she I stayed with her to make sure she's all right and everything is all right. So nine in the morning, I receive a call from a friend, and it's just Max, we are fucked up. <laughs> what do you think happened next? <clears throat> she died. No, 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 <laughs> no. Uh, she, she, she was all, all right. She it's, was it's sold, not... sold to the triad. <laughs> no, no, no. For uh, five bitcoins. <laughs> so what happened? Police took the rave, took over the rave. Uh, everybody's on the knees, and everybody is going to the police station for the checkup for the drugs. But you didn't go to the rave. I didn't go. And your girlfriend didn't go to the rave. Yeah, because. So. For some miracle reasons, she oh, felt bad. Hallelujah. This is the first hallelujah. time I probably realized there are there are forces in this universe that yes. protect you. And we'll go to yes. this, to my spiritual path yes. after that. But listen, what happened? There, what led you here? Brother. Everybody on their knees, on this rave. Everybody is going to the police for the checkup, for the test, drug tests, and. One of uh, the cocaine dealers, one of these guys, had a lot on him, and he went to jail. Then they took all these bars from where, where I worked as well and took my, my old boss, my friend, and he went to jail as well. So I was miraculously saved by this weird thing that happened to my girlfriend. So I'm really <laughs> respect to her. Shout out to her as well. You uh, shout out to the divine universe. And yeah, that yeah. was that was universe. That's selfish, bro. What about all your homies? Uh okay. So Jeez. what what happened next? Um, of course, uh, they were dealing drugs and they had some connections in the police as well, stuff like that. But they first uh, gave them ten years each in the Chinese jail. So. What we did, we will try to uh, figure it out and give them, uh, try to fight for for them there. And so we we used to drink and uh, pay all these things to the Chinese police and uh, to become friends with them because in China it's all about relationships. Guanxi. Guanxi, exactly. Mm. You know what I'm talking about. Guanxi, So Guanxi, yo. I was my role on this. Uh, dinners with the police was to drink with them. <laughs> and uh, because you can drink a lot, they would respect you. Let me tell you, if there's one thing I learned, is the police in China drink can drink a lot. Yeah, that's true. And um, for them, it's, it's about like, if you don't drink with them, if you don't cheer with them on every toast, you're losing their respect because you're like, Gone you're day. not a man, I, you cannot drink. And I'm Remember, I'm Ukrainian, so we drink. I'm pretty pretty good with that. Uh, <laughs> and I like worked in Chinese. a bar, and I know some things about alcohol. And yeah, my role was to drink with them and cheer them up and stuff like that. So, in the end, uh, they received uh, half a year. One one of the friends half a year, and another one is a year in a jail, and then got deported. So that's the best we could do. What's up with that. Chinese prison? If you're like some it's like fucked up. like normal Chinese, not like political prison, but like I guess it's the normal worst, crime it's one prison. of the worst prisons in the world. Like it's really it's, it's tough. It's tough. It's uh. Did your buddy tell you what? Uh, the, I mean, yeah, they got. I don't know. If, uh, Do you, are you allowed to visit people? No. <laughs> no. They probably eat rats, bro. They are not allowed to get any <laughs> visitors. Uh, they told me. Uh, these guys told me then later they were sitting in the position for eight hours a day on the knees and your knees got so fucked up you kind of you just cannot be violent and that's how they what do you mean they're like making you making making yeah you you cannot stand after that thing properly Well, well, well that's usually like a torture technique or like you know the cia does that like has has black sites where they do that try to like break people's will and get information from them? Were they trying to do that with these guys? No, they, it, it wasn't like they were trying to get information from so them. It's just a regular thing in the prison. So everybody. Like, oh, did hey, guys. This. So they were just Hi. sitting. That, that's, their, that's what they did in China. In, but they were, the, they, were, the they, were to, they were basically ordered to. Yeah. 
on their knees. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. I got like a bad right knee. I can't be doing that. <laughs> like a motorcycle yeah. accident. My whole like right knee was basically just cut open, massive gash. I was actually, maybe not so ironically, on my way to China that night. Really? Yeah. On your way to China? To the airport? So I was in Los Angeles. Ah, okay. And I had a flight. So it wasn't in Bali? I had a flight yeah. to Shanghai. Mm-hmm. The that evening, and I was heading for my friend's house. I got a badass motorcycle in LA, bro. It's one of the only things I miss. <laughs> what, what was that? What, what was that? I roll a Suzuki DR four hundred, which is basically like a dirt bike, but street legal and like kind of revved up. Fucking great bike. Anyways, I was just, I was head down Ventura Boulevard in Los Angeles, and I was going from my buddy's house back to my place to basically get my bags, park my bike, and catch a, catch an Uber to the airport to fly to China. And this fucking lady, man, just turned, and like right in front of me, smashed, I smashed into her, and like looked down, my whole leg was bloody, like it was fucking fucked, and I was like, what? And I was just like got up and I tried to open the van and I was like, let me, and I got to go to China. I mean, I, I had to go to China, bro. It was important. Why? Well, I'm not going to get into the details, but <laughs> I, I was like, it was important. Like I was going through a bunch of like fucked up things in my life. <sighs> I was just having a bad time. And then I got basically invitation to China that would hopefully, I don't want to say redeem my bad time, but just like help my life greatly at that moment. So when this lady fucking hit me with her van, I was so just like determined to like not be stopped that I just got up and tried to open the lady's van. You know, I still have my helmet on. I'm like, lady, let me in. I got to go to the airport. And the lady was like freaking out. And I, I didn't know why. I thought like I was being kind of And you normal. were like, bleed, I was just, like bleeding. Hey, time. listen, I'm a human. You're a human. You know, can you get me to the airport? It's pretty important. But um, the look on her face did not seem to think she thought that. Like, she looked at me. She was like, ah, like freaking out, automatic door locks, tried to drive off. And then some dude ran up out of nowhere and was like, bro, you're not going anywhere. And I was like, what do you mean? He's like, you're not going to the airport. What? He's like, just look. And I looked down, like my bloody leg, my pants were torn open, and I had like a, a gash on my side, you know, and I just passed out. Fuck. Yeah. I woke up. I woke up at the hospital. And like, the the police were like hit by a van. And I was like, yeah. And like we've both been hit by vans. Apparently, vans are the worst. Van drivers, not the way to go. I don't know what the deal is. I've been hit three times. It's all been by vans. <laughs> How weird is that, bro? It's weird, bro. Vans, the van drivers, and both the cops in the hospital were like had both been hit by. They were motorcycle cops. They both been hit by vans. <sighs> so yeah, that was my last trip to China. But then I made. But then I made the flight two weeks later. I hope I never have to go back to China. I don't want a third time like you want. <laughs> you know, now um, <laughs> I, I left China and, sounds, and that's it. That's it. I'm not going to go back. No sounds way. a little stressful to be perfectly uh, to be perfectly honest with you. Why? Why does it sound stressful? Yeah. Mm, an absolute totalitarian government in a complete surveillance state with a belief system that doesn't align with mine in any way at all. <laughs> Yeah, for me it's kind of similar. Like living in China is is hard because it's so different. Like people are different and people don't really treat you the same way. So then you're always foreigner no matter how Dude, good. Dude, Lao Wai till the day. Lao Wai till the day you die. Exactly. And Lao Wai's uh, foreigner for those of you all that. Yeah. Is it, I haven't lived in China. <laughs> Uh, for me, it's uh, I, c- I couldn't really live a happy life there. The the tempo, the 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 timing in Shenzhen in the city like this, it's just. weren't you in Hong Kong though? I was uh, there and in in Hong Kong at the time. Yeah, I was I was always. That was like 2018. Um, yeah, no, 2016. Crypto was popping like 2017, 2018. We'll get we'll get to that. So. Oh, will we? Uh, yeah. <laughs> we'll get that. He's like, I'm leading up to it. I'm just building up to it. Just building suspense. <laughs> Don't so worry. W- what happened to me in China is, uh, after all these stories, I, I got really sick. Uh, and, uh, 
I got this disease that just oh, almost uh, fucking killed me. <laughs> After all this stress and uh, the, the cop story, so I realized I have to change my life again. Like I'm not, I'm not going like this straight. So I went to my dad at the time. For those of you that are keeping record, that's epiphany number two. Yeah, there's epiphany number two. Uh, at the time, my dad uh, just moved to Thailand to Koh Phangan this great island, small island uh, in the Gulf of Thailand. And uh, it's a pretty cool, hippie place, I would say. So he just said, Max... Um, Everybody just, likes cool, hippie places. Yeah, Max, it's cool here. Come here and just uh, enjoy your time for a couple of months here to just uh, relieve all that stuff and leave it all stuff behind and just see what's going on. And um, what I did, I went to this uh, yoga school for uh, months for the intensive uh, yoga practices. Did so you, Did you get the 200-hour teacher training? It, it's not like a teacher training. It's just a regular yoga course for... Oh. <laughs> Uh, the school is 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 a is a very scandalous school. I will tell you this. A st- very scandalous school. Yeah, because they were teaching uh, yoga and tantra, and tantra was like a proper tantra, and uh, people got really crazy there. The kundalini energy is like blowing your mind, and you get into really stupid things. But I didn't go to tantra. Uh, I just went to yoga. It was a uh, it was a great experience um what do you mean like tantra was like on the other side of the the school on the other side of the <laughs> yeah, building there were, like, there were yeah there were different there were different classes the tantra say. crew <laughs> we ate separately no they, they they were uh they were we were all together uh-huh, so this I bet group you were <laughs> yeah this group of people uh so 100 people for uh, to start a course and you have to attend uh, every single class to finish it with a certificate and only 10% of people got to the end, and I was one of them. Uh, it was quite intense. Well, congratulations, Max. Thank you, thank you. Congratulations. It was quite intense because we did uh, four hours of yoga practices every day and two hours of yoga theory and uh, all this chakra energy information that you would need to survive yeah, in your life. Yeah, because for those of you that don't know, you know, when people think of yoga, a lot of times they just think like yoga is just like, these physical movements. Physical movements are actually technically asanas. They're just asanas. They're one branch of yoga. There's like eight branches of yoga. Ashtanga yoga, there's like eight branches. Just one of the branches of physical movement. Another one is meditation. So when Max is talking about spending two hours with like yoga philosophy and theory, he's basically talking about the other branches of yoga. Yeah, they were, they were teaching us... Um about all the chakras, how it works, what it stands for, like what kind of organs in your body are uh, related to each chakra and uh, what can you do with your body when you know these things and know how to um, control the energy in your body. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, I went to one of those ones and the guy was like uh, a man and woman basically teachers or masters, whatever, yogi, tantra yogis. And uh, they were like, oh, yeah, you got to, like, not ejaculate. (laughs) There's, like, like, this point, like, behind the balls, like, between the balls and the the butthole, basically, where you're supposed to press your finger when you're starting, and just that way you don't, like, ejaculate. And that advances into just completely retaining your energy, which is also, like, chi, which is... In China, the conservation of your vital energy is basically like holding on to your vitality. The theory is uh, you have a limited amount of ojas, they call it ojas, the kind of liquid in your spine, uh, in the back of your spine, uh, and that is a life energy, life-living energy. And each time you ejaculate, it's uh, you're, you're uh, wasting this Ojas. So they say if you live uh, uh, and ejaculate as much, if you just jerk off every day, you just will die sooner. <laughs> That's the whole theory. So uh, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> if you jack off every day and you ejaculate, ejac- ejaculate, yeah, you you have to finish. If you with that. keep the energy in and retain the chi, you're good. Yeah. 
Huh. So That's see, loophole. Yeah. All you guys out there that like to wink it, remember that loophole. Just don't ejaculate. Climax, <laughs> don't ejaculate. Uh, there's the theory, but I'm at the time I'm 19 years old, and uh, it's impossible for me. <laughs> it's just physically impossible because all you think is is a pussy when you're 19 years old, and that's true. And all of you folks that's listening to this now and young like I was, you know what I'm talking about. So, uh, it's been very change, life-changing experience that yoga course for me, and I went. A little crazy even with all these things so i uh shaved my head i was bold i was i had a pretty interesting experience of i i practiced a lot of these things uh, knowledge and and they gave me in this yoga school i i did a lot of meditations and uh realized i'm the superhuman <laughs> in a kind of way that i realized i can really with that knowledge, I can really do much more than I used to do. And you found that to be a big shift in your life? Yeah, that was a big shift, for sure. And you're like, now with my tantric yogi knowledge and my chi relatively built up? Yeah, like I understood, I understood that uh, I can use it in my normal life a lot, and it helped me. So after a while, uh, I had a lot of interesting experiences on this island. And um, one of those were also uh, psychoactive substances that I experimented with. Because that's what uh, my dad does. He teaches people how to use it properly in a good way. So it helps. In like, Ukraine? Uh, right now, yes. Um, but yeah, at the time he was in Kopanyan. So... We experimented with this a lot, uh, worked, and uh, we help many people to go through very tough times uh, and psychological troubles, and uh, the theory works. So this is what's happening right now in the U.S. a lot, like uh, uh, psychoactive revolution, uh, 60s well, again. A, a few states have legalized not only ganja but also mushrooms yeah like colorado for example <laughs> colorado i think oregon just legalized all drugs okay so <laughs> how is it how is it in the u.s like was the attitude you towards mean other than the brewing civil war that's going on right now yeah i mean <laughs> i haven't been back for a while i mean um, uh what's the attitude like can you really buy mushrooms just in a store yeah well in colorado yeah colorado Okay. And now, apparently, Oregon, Oregon, and I'd say in basically all of the states and every part of the United States, every part of America, if you got caught with like a little bit of mushrooms, you wouldn't go to jail. Okay. I mean, the states is pretty much like the best system money can buy. Like, if you got money, you're not going to jail no matter what you get caught with. Like, which is strange. You're like, well, it's not corrupt but i pay this attorney this money and then he goes to meetings <laughs> with the prosecutor and with the you know judge or whoever you know and they sort it out and i don't know exactly how it works all i know is the more money you pay the less likely you're gonna get in any trouble and the more you can get away with right i mean it's pretty freaking crazy like I mean, that's, uh, yeah, that's how it wor works in the whole world, I guess. Like, like, I know people that are in jail for absolutely nothing in America. Like, just being accused of something. Just being accused. No evidence, no proof, no witnesses. And they're, like, doing a year plus. Just, just for good measure. Just, like, mm, you get at least a year. And, and they had nothing illegal on them. Had no witnesses saying they saw them do anything illegal. Like, no, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like how Where do you, I know some I know. people get caught yeah. with I mean you know there's people that are doing crazy there's people flying kilo you know multi kilos in airplanes across the border and you know it's a multi billion dollar the drug industry is multi billions of dollars so you know it's sort of like that wouldn't work because that that wouldn't function if there wasn't for money and so I guess it kind of makes sense that people with the money right can pretty much get out of anything 
you know so that's kind of what it's like in the states it's like if you can pay you can play yeah uh in ukraine uh, once i got caught uh, with uh, a little joint of weed and uh, just on the streets like daylight i just go by my by my old things to work on my laptop and suddenly just uh, a car with cops stop by me check me and they they find it in in ukraine it's illegal so um yeah and i told them you know i know it's not enough even to uh, give me some troubles with that. I know that the, you have to have at least a gram of weed on you. Uh, so I tell them it straight away, but they act like, no, we're still going to check it out unless they, unless you pay us, basically. They didn't say it straight, but I understood it. And that's fucked up like that. I didn't have cash on me. I didn't have too much cash. Uh, and it wasn't too much. It was just, uh, I don't know, a couple hundred bucks for, for, to, to pass these things. And uh, they drove me to the ATM, waited around the corner till I take some cash to pay them in the fucking car, cop's car. And uh, then I was, uh, I was like, guys, at least uh, give me a ride to the, to the subway, please. And they did. <laughs> It's so fucked up. In Ukraine, it's just like that. At least there's well. some humanity. Um, I mean, they they weren't a really nice guys to talk with, to be honest. But just I just knew how to talk with cops back home, and uh, it, there was a talk about money and just be humble uh, in terms of don't really tell that you know that you can do something and you're on the low stuff like that. Just. Uh, Cops in Ukraine earn really little money, and they that's how they survive, by the corruption. It's fucked up. Uh, because of that... Remember everyone's got to eat. Yeah. But, uh, man, corruption uh, in the whole country is, is a pretty big problem back there. So it starts from, from these little things. Oh, corruption's not so bad. <laughs> it can work. It's done right. Yeah, it's it works well there, in China. There's, there's as some well. sort of overall truth to the world, anyways. Like, you know, like corruption, non-corruption. I mean, they're just they're just names, they're just titles. Most things can't really be easily defined by you know one word. True. You can't just say, oh well, corruption. Like that doesn't really. But what is all this thing with the police brutality uh, back in the U.S.? <laughs> like, well, what what do you think about it? Like, is it really that well, that bad? Like, I don't think anybody anywhere in the world should ever be able to go up to anybody else that they don't know, you know, and start beating them or like power tripping. You know, it's 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 really strange. Like when you take away the the clothing, when you take away the uniforms and the shirts and the shoes and the and you're just like, okay, here's two human beings. And this one human being is trying to make this other human being do all of these things, right? Turn off the car, step out of the car, put your hands on the ground. Where are you going? And not only are they doing that, they're doing that with the perceived threat, you know, with the person that they're doing that to having the perceived threat that this person that's doing it can take their fucking freedom, for anything. Now they can get a lawyer and they can do all that and they can fight it later in court. But the the person doing this stuff has got gun, handcuffs, radio with a bunch of people that will come, you know, support him on his side. And that one human is telling this other human who's just going about their day. Like, really? Just going, oh, picked up some groceries, you know, headed to the park. Is telling this other human that's just headed to the park, hey, stop your car. Where are you going? Why are you going here? You let me see your license. Like, get out of the vehicle. I mean, technically, the U.S. Constitution states that you have a right to, you know, you have freedom of moment, freedom of movement. You you can't. I don't know which which you know which part of the Constitution that's in. I just know that you ha you have a, a freedom of movement. Like you, you can't just be stopped for no reason. Like that's. But how it became so viral and how it 
actually turn uh, out to be a worldwide thing in the end? Well, that's just... Uh, I mean, that's just, you know... Is it like... The, the oppressors yeah. oppressing the oppressed. That's very common and it's been happening for hundreds of years, man. You know what's happening right now in Belarus? Probably nothing good. Man, that's... <laughs> that, like, I, I, I... It's really... It's really funny how they uh, how it's like in the US so one one guy got killed by the police and the whole nation is uh protesting against that and want to change something and at the same time in Belarus on the other side of the globe in Europe they just beat people on the streets every day right and it's happening right now another kind of a revolution in the post-soviet country and uh yeah it's just crazy there as well so 100% uh the voting for the president wasn't uh wasn't rigged yeah and uh people just want to <laughs> want to justify things and they get beaten for that so it's fucked up yeah i mean we got a situation in the states right now that's never happened in the history of the united states where you know w- w- You know, one of the leaders, Donald Trump, is saying he won the election, and the other leader, Joe Biden, is also saying he won the election. Both sides are basically saying they won the election, and they almost got 50-50, right? It's it's really well, like, not exactly. It's really manipulative right now. It's is is it? I, mean, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what to believe. All I know is, is that both sides claim they won. That's so, like So what's next? What do you think? Well, the largest militia in the United States, which is like thousands and thousands of like ex-military, like armed, you know, people from mostly the Midwest, you know, just said that they're not recognizing Joe Biden as the their president. So they're basically saying that they will not be ruled under Joe Biden. Civil War 2? 2.0. <laughs> And in part two of uh, the series, <laughs> Civil War. Um, It's basically coming from the history, from the past. It's well, very similar situation. In a lot of ways, it, it, it's already like a civil cold war. Yeah, yeah. Where people aren't openly shooting each other. But It's an informational like, for war. For example, what we were talking about earlier with like the, the, you know, the police department's you know, stopping mostly lower income people, which happen to be in the States, a lot of black people. I mean, a lot of white people too, obviously. Mostly black people because police find them easier to target. They're like, oh, a black person's more likely to not have money than a white person. and All that. So it's already kind of a cold war, right? Because the police are basically ticketing people, even if they're just ticketing them, they're not beating them, but even if they're pulling over and say, oh, you have a broken headlight, you know, you have an expired license, you have, you know, whatever it is, you owe, you know, $500. That's economic, you know, warfare. Yeah. So that's a Cold War, essentially. A Cold War is basically any war that doesn't involve, like, firearms, basically, essentially. That's a very basic definition, but it's basically any war that's not, like, outright like shooting each other or bombing each other or, you know it's cold it's cold it's like there's other things going on it's economic it's it's psychological media manipulation war i would say right now it's yeah. like not no so yeah it seems like joe biden won right like all the news organizations say joe biden won and you know i talked to a lot of people who are happy he won and then you look at the other side and the other side saying That it's, you know, the media organizations working with the Democratic establishment to tell a story and paint a narrative that Joe Biden won and Donald Trump lost. So, you know, for me, living overseas and being in a situation where it doesn't really matter too much to me personally and like a lot of my close friends who is the president... 
and me not knowing and having mixed feelings, I can only imagine what people on the ground must be feeling, right? Because it's both sides, at least the stream, extreme aspects of both sides, think that this is literally life or death for everything they've known, right? Like the quote unquote, like Trumpers think that this is like a communist takeover by the media with like Chinese influence and Joe Biden's going to like re-engage in all these deals that Trump pulled out of. And, you know, they think it's the, it's the end of America and they need to stand up and they've been preparing for this moment their whole lives and they're armed and they're trained and they're all ex-military and there's millions of them. And so, for example, just yesterday there was, or the day before yesterday, there was like a, a, a Trump million man march and like a million supporters, Trump yeah. supporters. Yeah. Okay. And they'll do whatever Donald Trump says. So Donald Trump is like, come to the White House, and you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, this is, the, this is the revolution. Like, you know, we're not going to sell out to China, and we want our independence. And, and you know, it's all happening go. during the corona, right? So what, what about that? Like, how are they allowed <laughs> to gather fucking 100 uh, Bro, million of people with the corona? Like, with all these things, they were just like pulling out and <laughs> it's crazy like how Bro, the corona is like is it joke that, right no, no it's not I a joke I just, it's, it's, it just it's it's a, little, it's a deadly disease it's like the flu on steroids it's like if the flu was worse i mean it's not black plague bad you know it's not like 50% fatality but it's definitely there's definitely a lot more deaths and people that have severe cases have it a lot more severe. I mean, they were putting it like it's the, we have to all sit down and sit at home. And now once a person like so, Trump needs uh, a million people in the streets, he's like, that's, yeah, that's whatever. the thing is, is Donald Trump said no lockdown, that doing a lockdown is totalitarianism and it's killing the economy, and it's a Chinese virus, and if we let it win, and we lock down our country, we'll go bankrupt, basically. Like, our economy like will be in the worst depression ever because no one will be able to work, no one have jobs, and it's already people are at that. He's going to be in depression just because they and print a lot Joe of money. Joe Biden <laughs> said that he's... Mo he's going he's gonna to refer to his, like, health advisors... And the head health advisor has said that it could possibly be a, a one, another one-year lockdown. Yeah, they, they talk a lot about this in the whole world. And but, yeah. there's a lot of working-class people in America that are literally out of money, starving, can't get food. They showed this, they showed this thing yesterday in Texas of like a food line, and there was hundreds of cars lined up waiting for hours to get boxes of food. Yeah, that's fucked up. Bro. For people not no be able to earn for themselves and to support them right. and be in uh, in the lock of economical... Right. So things, you got yeah? Trump saying, yeah. we're not going to let the China virus defeat us and we, there's not going to be any lockdowns under my watch and we're going to get the economy going again. And then you've got Biden who is like, we got to do lockdowns, we got to control the virus. And... I understand both perspectives. But the U.S. is, is number one by corona cases in Bro, the world. It was like, it's like exponentially. It was like 100,000 one day last week, and then it was 120, and then it was 140, 180, and today it's probably like 200,000 new cases. Whoa. New cases every day. Bro, it looks so horrible over there right now. Yeah. Like, I'm just, like, every, like the hazmat suits and the food lines... It does not make me feel good or comfortable. And it's not just because I've been drinking whiskey. It's because I'm from the States and it's like, it feels like some kind of weird, like sick part of myself that I don't know how to cure. <laughs> you know? Uh, it's not like, it's not like uh, going to a tantric yogi retreat and, you know, studying yoga for six hours a day and having beautiful epiphanies. You know, it's stressful and people are angry 
I feel like people need more of this yoga stuff right now. People really need to understand that they're creating fear by themselves a lot. Yeah, and I mean, at least five minutes a day. Like, do yeah. five minutes of asanas, like physical yoga, and like just, five minutes of meditation. Just do shavasana. Just lay down. <sighs> Remember to breathe. I feel like I'm just going to do that right now. I'm just going to lay down on the floor here and just whew, take some deep breaths. <laughs> breathe in for four. Hold. Breathe out for eight. Yeah. So just, you're supposed to breathe in and then hold for half the length that you breathe in and then exhale for twice as long as you inhaled. Yeah. So it's like inhale for, for a count of four, hold for a count of two, then exhale for a count of eight, then hold for a count of two, then inhale for four. So it's like Do you four, use any two, apps eight. for the meditation? Apps? Yeah. Like, uh, it's weird. That's like using an app for sex. <laughs> Many people do. It's like one of the most spiritual, like precious, like pure things. Like, I don't as well. I'm going to put my app on. Okay, so for my meditation, there's a podcast app I, <laughs> I, I, I use today. I should shout it out, but I forgot the name. Shout out to, hold on. I don't even know where my phone is. Sorry, cool meditation podcast. <laughs> Some of the meditation podcasts are not cool. I was listening to one of meditation podcasts, not shout out to that one. And it was like <laughs> five minutes of ads and intro and then like a four minute meditation. I was like, are you serious? <laughs> yeah. But this other one was really cool. It just like, uh, they just like, to, uh, in the past, they took over the yoga and created a sport from that. It's similar they do with meditation. They create really spiritual uh, practice. People like sports. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, it just became a business about yoga. What not, has not it? Not a spiritual thing. Yeah. That's, People that's capitalize on anything, man. <laughs> so, okay. So, you had your third epiphany. Yeah. Coming out of the tantric yoga school. Yeah. And you're in Copenhagen, and now, now you're going back to China. Yeah, I decided Hong to, Kong this time, not Shenzhen. Yeah, look, before that, uh, so I was like uh, just my by, by my own for a couple of months, understanding myself, trying to find uh, the right ways to live, and then I decided, okay, now I need some uh, social life again, and I uh, started to live in the co-living thing. Uh, it was like Russian entrepreneurs. Um, people who work uh, remotely, all gather together, have fun, uh, have master classes, and uh, it's it changed my life again because 50% of people living in that co-living space were engaged in crypto, and that was exactly 2017, uh, where uh, the end of 2017, where crypto became a really big thing all around the world and was known as something uh, revolutionary. <laughs> I love this, I love this sound. Uh, so I, I don't usually drink and I don't, you know, support it. But every yeah, now and then you gotta take a little sippy sippy. You go ahead. I go ahead, man. So, crypto, something new, something revolutionary, and me after uh, finding a new path, I was like, whoa, this is something really cool. And people around me make a lot of money, and it's something that never i have never experienced before they started to teach me i started to learn i started to uh, go deeper into that and uh, just started to observe the market so far so uh, then uh, i went to china and uh, to se settle some uh, business uh, deals about my blog settle some debts <laughs> yeah and uh, i decided to sell the business that i was building at the time so, is that a crypto business? No, no, no. That was a blog. This blog. Oh, the China, China blog? Yeah. So I decided to sell it and uh, find something new for life. So I went back to Ukraine and uh, I was just randomly uh, going through fa Facebook feed. And I got... Uh, I stumbled upon the post of... Uh, a guy that's randomly in my friends list in Facebook and he was looking exactly for the person like me exactly this uh, the, the requirements for the job was exactly me a person who speaks a little bit of Chinese have experience in crypto have experience working with media uh, which was uh, my previous business and uh, three uh, phone calls later the guy my my future boss is buying me uh, a ticket 
Back to China. Woo! First time in my life. <laughs> Did you hear what I said? No. It was... Uh, <laughs> Should my, I repeat again? My friend again? that lives here actually just opened up the sliding glass door of the studio and like his little dog, he's got this cutest little dog, like came running in and was all wet and <laughs> it, was, it was a big thing. But that's okay. That's okay. I didn't, I didn't need to. Okay. We're okay. So uh, this guy... People heard it. That's who is uh, in the future is going to be my one of my best friends and boss... Uh, buys me tickets uh, back to China, and I'm flying to China to work in a crypto media business. Woo! The coolest. This is 2018. Yes. Ah, finally. So, uh, yeah. So I engaged into crypto. I uh, we made a big YouTube channel. Uh, that's one of the most popular uh, YouTube channels about crypto in the world. It's box mining. Um, so, uh, I was still to this day. Yeah, it's it's what, it's not it, the what? biggest one, but uh, it's it's pretty big uh, and famous. What's it called? Box mining. Like B O X mining. Just box like a like a normal yeah, box. Yeah, B O X. Yeah, B O X. Yeah. Mining. Yeah. Hmm. Like. Uh, it doesn't sound that eventful, but. Uh, it's really informative. You know how you mine cryptocurrency? It looks like a box. Are you going to, uh, I, I don't know. I've never mined crypto. Yeah. But apparently it looks like a box. It's just a piece of hardware, basically. <laughs> the metal thing. So, so Max, are you going to like break down the gist and the summary of like what all your crypto talks were? Like if you could just sum it up like in a few sentences, I know that sounds. What do you mean crypto talks? So you did a lot of crypto conferences, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, what's the like lesson? Like, what's the general theme? Like, people that don't know anything about cryptocurrency and all they know is like, oh yeah, crypto. I remember that a few years ago. Like, I'm not buying that stuff again. Well, you know, or they're like, yeah, it sounds really promising, but I don't know enough about it. You know, I mean, Facebook tried to get involved with the the the. They tried to do a digital cryptocurrency Libra, and it just fucking tanked. Like, what happened with that? So, you know, but so, Bitcoin's um, obviously really solid. So. What for people that don't know anything about it? How would you just like sum it up really quick? Because nobody wants to like mo like 99% of the people listening to this right now don't want to just like go research crypto crypto for like hours and days. And you have a lot of knowledge in it. So how would you just like sum it up? So cryptocurrency market is uh, a very speculative, manipulative market with a very young uh, audience and. Uh, not as much money as a stock market still, but uh, consider it as a big future thing. But the thing is, the the, interest, uh, the industry is so young that it's very easy to manipulate. And there are many scams and many things that uh, scare people away just because it has no regulations and because the regulations that we used to work in the past, like centralized regulations, are not uh, appl applicable applicable for a cryptocurrency yeah for the thank you for the cryptocurrency markets because it's blockchain and it's distributed and it doesn't have the borders so no um, government can actually uh, make these regulations but they try so be very careful with the cryptocurrency but be curious i would say so I spoke to a lot of new projects and the thing is you have to have a value. You have to understand why the cryptocurrency project is there. It's not just because uh, they want to collect the money investors because it's a hype. The cryptocurrency product, the cryptocurrency needs to have a value, a real product, a real impact to the world. And those cryptocurrencies are top cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin, Ethereum, um, and many others that really would help the world. That's why they're becoming popular. Um, because it's an interesting asset and interesting technologies that uh, can change the world, really. So my insights uh, from China. China is secretly um, collecting a lot of Bitcoins. And they have all the mining power and lots of control about hash rate in Bitcoin. The hash rate is a, is a thing that... Um, uh, it is a calculating 
machinery power that allows you to make a transactions in Bitcoin. And they have most of that right now, China. Because uh, the mining farms, uh, the most of the mining farms are in uh, Xinjiang province in China. No conspiracy. <laughs> we, so basically what you're trying to say is that crypto is really cool, but the Chinese are going to own it all. Uh, they would have a bunch, a, a big part of that. Uh, and they they collect it like uh, they buy gold as well. In the past, they used to buy a lot of gold because they understand that uh, fiat currencies are not that strong. So basically, Bitcoin, which I'm just going to sum up the white paper really quick. Yeah. This guy allegedly named, quote unquote, Santoshi or a group of people named Santoshi, whatever, when they made Bitcoin, they wrote a white paper. A white paper is basically what somebody or a team will write when they're coming out with usually a technology, uh, a, you know, a technology invention um, to summarize what they're inventing and what its use will be. So essentially, the white paper for Bitcoin was it's going to be a cryptocurrency and its use will be as you know. A digital form of transactions internationally and the idea of it was it would be stateless it would be decentralized that's the like quick summary right? yeah yeah okay that's correct. so this currency where the idea allegedly is stated as stated in the white paper was to be a decentralized currency is now being centralized in china it's not no no it's not centralized uh it doesn't mean decentralized it means that uh they, well, the, the mining, calculating power is right. there so they'll be able to. That's but they they would be able pretty, to turn it down potentially. They'll be and, like the Federal Reserve of Bitcoin and to drop the price of Bitcoin. They are able to do this because if the hash rate is down, uh, the processing power, the 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 uh, speed of the transaction is going down, and that uh, devaluates the Bitcoin a lot. That's that's pretty scary. To when the hash rate is going down, uh, the price of Bitcoin will go down for sure. So they have a lot of control about it, but they don't have uh, a half, or they have much less, but they have a bunch of the majority, more majority, than anywhere sorry, else. Yeah, or anywhere else. All right. So that's what you learned. Yeah, and uh, that's and that's how you. For sum example, up. now all my incomes and all my savings are in cryptocurrency, because I understand that. As a user, as if I use it as a storage of value for myself, I'm fully in control. So if the government falls, I don't know what's, what's going on. Like if the world is are, are taken by Corona and everybody's in lockdown, the value of my uh, money as equivalent for the energy and opportunities in my life is in my hands. And it's omnipresent present in the sense that anywhere you go, you have it. Yeah. Sounds fair enough. All right. So before we go, let's get one crypto recommendation. And let's bring you back in like a month or two to see if it was correct. Like if you play the crypto markets, I know all you little crypto market heads are out there just looking for a lead, looking for the next profit. Let's hear just one prediction. It's not a recommendation, all right? This is entertainment purposes only. We do not give financial or legal advice that being said max if you were to tell people hey buy a little bit of this currency it doesn't have to be a long-term rise and see where you're at in a month and i'll bet you've made gains what's that currency let's hear it let's hear it let's hear a prediction for right now is a bitcoin because i uh now it's it's growing and the next sell for myself market sell i put in 19 thousands right now the so first no other no altcoins no alternative coins that you would say this is i would say playing with altcoins is very dangerous like know, the I'm most stuck with a bunch of litecoin is that am i screwed <laughs> Light, well, yeah <laughs> should i sell it uh i wouldn't hold litecoin honestly. at all like litecoin, now litecoin is correlating with bitcoin a lot they are related to each other because uh, litecoin is like a better version of bitcoin but it's actually not uh but it's the idea is like that so I would go straight into Bitcoin. And everybody who wants to join Bitcoin, you don't have to have a bunch of money uh, for that. Just buy 
on the dollar cost average. Dollar cost average is a technique to buy um, strategy, sorry, not technique, that you would buy no matter what the price of Bitcoin on some st uh, stable money, a st stable amount of money. For example, every month for a thousand dollars, no matter what price is. So in the future, if the, even if the price is dropping and going up because it's just up and down with the Bitcoin, you will still in a better position than any predictor can uh, that would predict to buy it as a bottom where it will go up from. Well, you're talking about basically buying Bitcoin as a long-term investment, not buying Bitcoin to play the market. Uh, playing the market is very dangerous unless you have any experience in that. So starting. So your best recommendation on playing the market is don't play the market and just buy Bitcoin. Uh, try to play with stocks first because it's very more predictable and stable. And when you get experienced and uh, confident in stocks, you can try cryptocurrency market. Yeah. But got, folks, you need to learn. A lot before you do this. Okay, Read a so couple we'll of books. We'll see in a month or so if Bitcoin's price is, is risen. What's it at right now? Uh, Timestamp. It's around sixteen uh, nine hundred. So basically, seventeen thousand U.S. dollars. Yeah. So right now Bitcoin is a sixteen thousand nine hundred. So pretty much seventeen thousand U.S. dollars. We'll see where it is in a month or so. See if Max is the profit he claims to be. Max, is there? Anything else before we wrap this thing up? Um, yeah, I I just um, I just want to thank you for uh, opportunity to talk and to uh, be present here at Bali's uh, awesome place. Just randomly, I'm here in this podcast. I hope you learned something uh, from what I said. For me, it's uh, uh, also an experience. And uh, yeah, folks, just get the chances and trust people and people want to share good vibes sounds blessed to me yeah yeah totally so if you and, and you know if you're in bali and you want to get on the show and you want to just say anything you want to say get get a hold of me uh at real talk story and come speak your mind it's all good um all right that's about it uh thanks for listening everyone this was uh another episode of real talk stories live from bali where everyone's got a story that especially especially this guy max all right uh until next time y'all take care stay hydrated drink lots of water and remember to breathe peace and love Don't need headphones? <laughs>